0: Forty nine is deep in the heart, like Joe Montana in the corner, D Clark, Garrison Hurst, Stiff Fargo 99. Don't get it twisted, one and all with five time. John Teller, Jerry Rice down the sideline, and greatest on the up all time, Groovy, Walgrim, Bill Bellich, we're all students of Bill Walsh, never forget.
1: Welcome to the Forty Nine of Faithful UK Show. I'm Gareth Ellis, and I'm joined by Paul Hope. Good evening, everybody. Lee Gowland. Hi guys. And Naji Curr. Hello, everyone. So this is our look into the sideshow to Lee and Nagy's Vegas trip, which is the players actually drafted by the Niners. Uh, We've each picked a player. We're going to introduce them. We're going to start with uh, Nagy, pick 93.
0: Uh, Yeah, Okay. sure. Let's straight into it, 93. Uh, Tyron Davis-Price out of uh, LSU. Uh, Running back. Um, I think the general consensus is it's a bit of a... For lack of better word, what, what the F? <laughs> why <laughs> did we pick a running back in the third again? Um, and why did we pick this running back who um, was playing in basically in an inside run RPO system at LSU, which, who, who have, you know, when they lost Joe Burrow and Chase and after the 2018 season, basically, uh, has been much of a downward spiral. Uh, I don't, I don't, I'm not quite sure what's happening to the program, but it's... Uh, definitely not as prestigious as it used to be when you know when they won the championship. Um, but uh, f- for all that, say I think for the three years he's played there, so you know after, basically right after um, Joe Burrow left, okay, essentially, he's been kind of consistent. Um, he's, he's not been the best player in the country, but he's been he's been quite good. And um, yeah, I'm just kind of less scratching my head as to why we've picked somebody maybe on the slower side to what we uh, are more accustomed to. Um, and, and with the skill set, anyway, through his college career, um, that isn't really what we do. We're more of an outside run, zone run uh, offense. But then it kind of clicked into me saying, well, are, are we the same team we used to be? Well, I, I think the answer is probably no, because we've got a new quarterback that I, that introduces a, a whole new wrinkle into what we can do, and I think that's where he fits. I, you know, I think we when we did the preview, we talked about pick two, you know, the second round and this round being kind of a, a gauge of where the team was going and what we needed. Um, and I think it's, I think it's a good indication. It wouldn't surprise me if we do go to more of an inside run offense with Trey being able to run outside, or, or you know, RPO put the ball and, and, and pass it to to Debo George and and Brandon Ayuk. So uh, I'm intrigued. Uh, I think I think he's a good player overall. Um, you, you you know, you don't go number third round if you're not a good football player. Um, but I will definitely keep my eye on him in terms of skill. Uh, see where he fits with Mitchell. Uh, hopefully, Sermon can. Uh, step up his second year like Javon Jennings did. Um, and and we'll go from there. I also think there's, it's kind of... I, I like how we react in a draft of how the season went. You know, we, we entered 2020 with five, five or six running back and by week three, we didn't have any left. So uh, I like the fact that we're just kind of getting deep and, and having talent everywhere. So even if... Uh, the worst can happen and mitchell goes down and then sermon goes down and wilson goes down then we'll have able bodies to be able to do what we need to do so i think i think we'll judge the pick you know it's a draft pick so it always takes two three years to decide whether it's good or not but uh i'm excited to see him what he does the training camp and then during preseason, and and we'll go from there but yeah big, big question mark um for me anyway
1: um and then, yeah, that's about it, really. Do you think he's been picked possibly with a bit of uh, an eye towards simple durability? I can imagine that what's frustrated Shanahan is the fact that he just has to keep shopping and changing uh, running backs. And I think he's potentially just looking for a guy who can reliably take the field every week. Yeah, so yeah, absolutely. That in, when people were saying it was uninspiring, um, but it did yeah. seem to be potentially some durability about the guy. So.
0: Yeah, yeah, it doesn't seem to have missed much time. Um, and he played behind a terrible O line with a terrible QB in, in a system that wasn't searching for itself. So, yeah, it's possible. Um, I think it might be a case where the player we wanted went a couple of rounds before, maybe. And we just kind of just picked whoever was at the top of our of our board at that time and it wasn't quite where we wanted it. But, um, you know, if, in two years, is uh, leading leading us to, to Super Bowl, who cares, right?
1: <laughs> any, any other thoughts on Davis Price?
0: I mean,
2: he's a physical back. like Naji yeah. said he definitely doesn't fear contact. when you go and watch the film, Gareth because I'm the first to admit, don't watch a lot of college football, hadn't seen a lot then you draft a player, and like Naji said he just he seemed to get stronger, Gareth, when you watch the tape as the games went on in the season. he seemed to relish that contact and get stronger. And like Nadji said, maybe if he leads us to the Super Bowl, Nadji, he'll be an inspired pick. Doesn't
0: <laughs> <There's no> matter, <idea. laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think he said he'll play a bit lighter than he did at college. Uh, and that's a good thing. He might gain a bit of speed, um, uh, you know, to kind of fit to what we do. Um, so, yeah, we'll wait and see with, with that pick, really. But excited, you know. Running backs is a good position to play.
3: <laughs> see, I think it might be a mistake from lose a little bit weight. Just just to accommodate what you, you believe to be our running game. I think he's being picked because he's not the type of running back we normally go for. I think that's the whole reason. He's more of a power back than um a, a light footed agility back.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I I'm pretty sure it's our staff that asked him to drop five pounds. He didn't right. decide by himself, I would imagine. <laughs> uh, it's only five pounds, so it's not you know, he's not dropping ten, fifteen, twenty
3: kind of thing. So the the uh, is. Limiters- the, the limited film I've seen on him, every now and again, ju- just as he's approaching the gap in the line of scrimmage, he, he does the same sort of stutter step that Frank yeah. Gore does. Yeah. And he kind of Absolutely. reminded us of Frank, Frank Goh when yeah. I watched him. Yeah. And I thought, if he's half as good as Frank Goh, we've got ourselves a great running back there. Yeah, for sure.
0: And, I mean, you know, it, ultimately he's not asked to come in and, and be the back. You know, we've got Mitchell... Um, so, he, uh, you know, that's, we, that's who we want him to be, to be good. So, um, we'll see. You know, um, it's important to have backs in our, in our system, clearly. So, um,
1: yeah. Lee, would you like to introduce your pick? What, again? Yeah. <laughs> I it wasn't a fluke.
3: Certainly, certainly. Do you, do you want us to do the whole draft razzmatazz, introduce him that way? Okay, with the 172nd pick of the 2022 NFL Draft, the San Francisco 49ers select Samuel Womack, defensive back Toledo. So, Samuel (laughs) Womack... Um, you, you'll have seen from that um, the death chart that I put in the group a few days ago with the uh, the 90 people on the roster. I've got him down as a nickelback, but the more I've seen of him, and to be honest, that's not much, because trying to find um, tape on Samuel Womack is like looking for Rocky Horse Poo. It, it, you, you just can't find it. Um, and the little bit I did see, he he's played the vast majority of his snaps on the outside, and for such a, I'm, I'm going to say a small, he's not... <laughs> Is he small? Isn't he small? I've got some good comparisons about who he stacks up against, who have been very, very good at the cornerback position, um, who are roughly the same height as him. But I think he's going to be more of an outside um, cornerback. It's mm. going to be interesting to see, because everybody made this comparison between K1 Williams and Samuel Womack. They went through all the stats, and th- they were very, very similar. Um, but when you watch him. He's also on the outside, and for five foot nine, he's got the longest arms you can ever imagine. Yeah, he he, but... he just seems he seems to play a lot bit taller than what he actually is. Um, he he looks taller than five nine. That's uh, that's without a shadow of a doubt. And the turn of speed he's got, the turn of his hips is, is absolutely excellent. I think he's very very agile. He's obviously got the nose for the ball, he's got the eye for the ball, he knows what's happening, he can put himself in a position where he can get to the ball first. And that, to be honest, I, I think he could turn out to be a ball hawk. I, that might be me wishful thinking, of course, because obviously I was one that answer announced the pick. But everything I've seen from him and everything I've heard other podcasters mention I think he's going to be a very, very good player for us, and I'm really looking forward to it. So just before we go on to everybody else's opinion, I'll, I'll just give you a, a, an idea of who who he stacks up against um, stats-wise. Um, so we're talking height, weight, 40-yard dash, 3-cone, arm length. So Darrell Rivas, J.R. Alexander, Tredavious White, all of those are pretty much exactly the same. We're within half an inch to an inch of each other. Um, the, the only one that is significantly different. Um, have I got him on here? I might have taken them off. Yeah, I've taken them off. There, there was one cornerback that I, I'd compared him to. Uh Oh, it was Champ Bailey. Champ Bailey did a, a, a 4.25 40-yard dash. Didn't realise Champ Bailey was that quick. <laughs> plus <laughs> yeah. plus Champ Bailey was 6 foot, 6 foot 1. So yeah. the, he was a lot bigger yeah, and quicker. It, yeah. But yeah, I mean, Darrell Revis, Jay Alexander and Tredavious White, that's fantastic company to be in with those type of stats. Now he needs to get in the field and he needs to reproduce their type of level of play. And then hey, we're all going to be happy.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Any, uh, any other thoughts on Mr Womack? Yeah, I think... <sighs>
0: I generally think we drafted him to be a slot corner. I don't see why we would have um, on the outside, especially, I know we'll talk about this in a future episode, but, you know, having having JV back is kind of, you know, crowding the the outside with, you know, the two we drafted last year, plus another one this year later later on. Um, and, And because we we lost K one and he fits the same mold exactly. Um I think that's why he's been drafted for. Um now whether he can or not is obviously uh, you know a training camp kind of preseason that's why it's for to see if he can hold his own on the slot. Um but I really love the the ball hawk ability and the, the, the forty three pass breakdown over his career which is kind of insane. Uh, you know over
3: What's that? Yeah, so
0: three or f- four years so it's like 40 games basically yeah. won a game yeah, almost so.
3: he led the conference three straight years in yeah, past yeah, his defence
0: yeah yeah uh, and uh, what was Toledo playing then is that
3: I knew you could ask us this and I did mean to look it up but I didn't get time I literally yeah. only finished work five minutes before I rang you <laughs> <laughs> I, I can figure it out
0: but uh, it doesn't really matter right it, it's um it's pretty impressive to have this many breakdown passes. Now, I would, I would prefer that it be lower with more picks because uh, that's clearly what we, we need more in our, on our team, I think. We're liking turnover uh, secondary. But um, again, you know, it's something that's been plaguing us and we're kind of addressing it in a draft. And it, if any of these pick is ahead, then, you know, as a fifth rounder, that's just... Um, you know that's that's our golden number. Uh, you know all of the, all of those picks that we had in the fifth in the past few years have been absolutely studs. So uh, I mean we obviously are rooting for him because <laughs> of the circumstance. But yeah, um, excited to see him play, um, and um well definitely watch closely during training camp and all that kind of stuff.
3: So he plays in the Mid American Conference football.
0: Yeah, uh, MAC is yeah, s- Mac. slightly lower than. Uh, the big ones, but still, still division, division one. So, you
1: know, anything to uh, weigh in on Womack, Paul?
0: The one thing I'm looking forward to, Gareth, if
2: he plays, the game day thread will be class when we can all shout, Holy Toledo, every ball hawk in ability. Cause that's the great word Gareth, uh, at and Lee have, have picked out. He's a ball hawk. I do think out of the rookie class we've picked, he sees the more snaps because of the area of need. And like you said, Lee, trying to find film, trying to find a Toledo jersey. I have tweeted out, anyone listening can get a Toledo jersey for Mr. Gowland. It would be much appreciated. But no, I think the gents have covered it quite well. Gareth, what are your thoughts on pick 172, Gareth?
1: Um, well, nothing, actually. I, I didn't really do a lot of research into, into Sam Womack because I, I knew I wouldn't have to, that someone else would do all of that for me. <laughs> clever clever so uh that leads us perhaps clumsily on to your uh pick paul
2: gotta say gareth when lee installed you as host i thought the days of getting 28 minutes notice to suddenly be told oh you can pick one player to talk about was quite <laughs> hilarious when uh I'll admit, I'm not the biggest college football fan around, but. Did, did I mean,
3: really used to give you as long as 28 minutes? <laughs> yeah. No,
0: no, no, way less.
2: <laughs> this, this is a much better improvement. <laughs> but um, you're right, Gareth, to be fair, when when the way it was, uh, the cookies were going to crumble, for want of a better word. I mean, Danny Gray, we didn't need to draft a wide receiver. And the one thing that jumps off the page for anybody who's gone out and watched his highlight videos, listen to the podcasters, like Lee said. He's a speedster. He's got absolute speed. And you can see why they've drafted him. I mean, since we've drafted him, I've took a bit more of a keener eye. Obviously, he's working out with Trey Lance, which is great to see. It looks like he's working on his route running, which wasn't a great strength of his coming out of college. I mean, he played at SMU. um, And like I said, this guy can absolutely fly downfield. And that's why they've added him. They've put him in there, Gareth, so he can take the top off a defence we haven't had someone as fast as this since probably most start. I think Samuel was probably our fastest player last year. And if you go and watch the tape, if you listen to what Carl Shanahan has to say about him, they've basically, that's the one trait that they've picked him for. I'm not saying he's the polished article. I don't think the 49ers needed him to be the polished article at this point. I think they've seen the potential. They don't need a wide receiver one. They just need someone that can fit the system that they're going to play next year. Very impressed with what I've seen. Like I said, it's not definitely the finished article, but from the potential. And like you said, Lee, John Chapman, who's a good friend of the show, he's more qualified than me. He's done some great breakdowns. So if people are definitely looking to look at a bit more film breakdown with someone who knows probably a lot more than me, then I would point you in that direction. But uh, I'm looking forward to hearing what Nadji's got to think about our new superstar flying down the field for those
0: long passes from Trey Lance? Well, I I just hit the nail on the head here. I think it's the same as, you know, having uh, Tyrion Davis-Price being kind of a different skill set to what we do, we we used to anyway. Um, This is a clear, like, uh, we don't have Jimmy in the centre anymore kind of pick where we need somebody to stretch the field, even though, uh, you know, we had Godwin and we had Sanders, and, um, and and you know that that worked for for a while. But now we know what um, what Trey can do when he did it with Sheffield. And obviously, we've lost him this off season. He went to Miami. Um, it's a di- it's a direct. It, here's what now we can do. We can put this guy on the outside, um, and, and we can just unleash just pure speed, uh, straight line speed, just you know take the top off defenses. Um, and people are going to have to respect that because Trey can, can get there, and, he, and he'll, I'm sure, won't be afraid to do so. Um, I'm also, I mean, I've watched a little bit of highlights and kind of a couple of games of his. Um, it, there's a few catches that are really hard to make, and he, he makes them. Um, you know, I, if you remember, Jowan Jennings had a bit of a drop problem when he came into the league, uh, you know, when he came out of Texas. And uh, this guy doesn't have that problem. I think he's got really good hands, you know, really hard catches. And, and he's not afraid of going in the middle either and catching those. So, um, yeah, excited for for that. I, th- I think it just, as I said, again, it just shows where the offense is going rather than what did we need. Um, but obviously, time will tell when uh, when the season hits. Um, See so if Kyler's tweaked his playbook to include these his long passes. Uh to, to Danny Gray uh, if he makes the team, obviously. <laughs> Another thing, Gareth, that he's got that Carl Shanahan likes
2: in his wide receivers is toughness. And yeah. I'm glad you've mentioned his hands there, Nadji, because that was one of the knocks on him when we drafted him. A lot of people were like, oh, he's not a good route runner. He hasn't got the greatest of hands. He's just an athlete. He's just got track speed. And you go and watch the film, Gareth. And Nadji said there, he's got some great catches. I mean, Shanahan obviously said it himself. We can't believe he was there in the third round. He wasn't a need. We took him because he's he's got what we're looking for. And like you said there's even the screens, Nadji. could be possible for him. Yeah, yeah, He's, in a, he's a bit of a yard guy as well. He's, you know. And we, you know, we all like our yards after the catch, boys, Gareth. So, yeah, very yeah. excited for our for Trey to Grey. That's it. I'm coming out with all these tonight, Gareth. Holy Toledo, Trey <laughs> to Grey.
1: All, all that Twitter stuff has gone straight to your head. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, I'm. I'm excited. I think uh, Danny Gray. I think is the pick. I'm. I'm most excited to potentially see what they can do, whatever role he has next season. I imagine it will be reasonably reduced, given Shanahan's, um, uh, you know, desire to trust the receivers before we fully opens up the playbook to him. But I'm. Uh, I'm pretty excited to see what uh, Danny Gray can do. Lee, any thoughts? I think. You've
3: all covered it really. I mean, you've spot on, he's the speed guy which we need. We haven't had a true speed guy wide receiver since uh, Marquis Goodwin, yes. in my opinion. I think he yes. was the last real speed guy we had. Um, he can definitely take the top off a defence. Whether or not he'll be able to do it, getting out of, his, uh, getting out of the block at the line of scrimmage is another thing. Um but if he does, he, I mean he's got good height, he's he's quick, he's tough, he can fight for the ball. It, it could be exciting. It, it could be that we have found our Tyree Kill in Danny Gray. Yeah. I mean I know that's a huge comparison to give to the lad that we've never seen play. But yeah. looking at the type of um the type of skill set he's got, that's the type of player that Tyree Kill is. So I'm really excited about the whole of the draft, to be honest. I mean, I was honest. I was honest in the, the whole Vegas pod that um, me and Natchez we stood there a couple of times thinking, who's this? <laughs> yeah. Even though we reacted to the pick, and I explained why we reacted to the pick, there was a couple of times after we'd calmed down a little bit, come down and we said, right, who's that? Need to Google him. Um, Danny Gray was not one of those people. Danny Gray, I was well aware of um, through, through endless mock drafts. I knew his name well. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm excited about quite a
1: few of the players that we've taken. Great stuff. Uh, the player I was going to mention was the first player we selected, pick number 61, uh, Drake Jackson. First off, awesome name. It's definitely a defensive MVP sort of uh, name as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> That's true. It seems like we will be using him as a sort of specialist uh, pass rusher um, effectively going to be Ford's replacement on the uh, roster and act as a bookend into Bosa. Uh, I think it's possibly a player that maybe they didn't expect to fall that far, so maybe were uh, seemed genuinely su- surprised and pleased to be able to take him. I was. I, I, I didn't expect him to fall that far. In all mm-hmm. the
3: mock drafts I did, he was gone by the start of the second round.
1: Mm-hmm. Sorry, yeah. you didn't
3: continue there, Gareth. Interrupt me
1: there. I was asking a question, really. To, uh, uh, he seemed to be someone perhaps they didn't expect to be there, but thought that is just too good of, uh, an opportunity to to miss. So uh, I have some expectation that he's going to be a good pick. I don't know about the rest of you. Yeah, I think
3: you're right. I, I, I sure. think they didn't expect him to drop that far. I think we have getting a really good player there. Um, I, I, I'll re- so that was the very first pick up both... Najee and myself actually saw when, when we were in the uh, arena and we both turned around and said, that's a fantastic pick. Can't believe yeah. we're getting him. Yeah. Um, and again, once I've come away and started looking at uh, a lot more of his video, he reminds us of a former 49er player as well. And I just hope he has a much better career. Um, he reminds us of Alden Smith. Yeah, because definitely. The, the height, the speed, the flexibility to get around the uh, the, the tackle – he he's just got all of that. I know he plays a different position. He he plays a true defensive end yep. rather than Alden Smith, who's more of a outside linebacker in a, a in a three-four. Yeah, he's a
0: bit bigger, isn't he? He, he is, most yeah.
3: technique. I think the only thing I would say about him is every now and again when you watch him, he struggles to disengage. Yeah. But if if he can get round there quick enough, and he does that pretty much eight times out of ten, he's already passed the tackle and <laughs> the tackle's lost that battle and he's gone so yeah I'm, I'm really excited to see Drake Jackson couldn't believe he fell to us over the middle yeah of the game. It,
0: it was one of those where they announced the name and we were like wait is he still on the board I didn't realise yeah uh, kind of thing um, yeah I, to, to me it's it's kind of it's kind of nice they put him after Danny Gray because I think his speed is probably his best strength um, he's, he's kind of a prototypical speed rusher uh, to me yeah uh, he lacks a little bit of technique but nothing that can't be learned, I think. Um but you yeah, know, I'm excited. I think he's definitely the kind of guy that can uh, rip off the benefit of the double team from Armstead and and the double team from Bosa and, and, and wreak havoc in the backfield. I would um I would expect him to have hopefully a bit more of a role than than default had, you know, just uh, come in and rush and come out campaign. Um he's actually surprisingly uh, good uh, run tracking as well. I think b- purely because of the speed and the redirection. Um, yeah. I, I think it's really raw, though. But I have all the faith in the world in Chris Koruchek and our D line has just been our strength since pretty much since uh, you know Kyle and John arrived. And um, not really surprised that we picked D line again as soon as we could. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, but you know, this is what uh, this is what we got to do because uh, you know boss is going to get paid and we're not going to probably be able to afford um, many top D lines. So we're going to have to keep cycling and keep finding good players. And I I, I generally think he's going to be a good one. I like, I like the attitude as well. Um, I've listened to a couple of his press conference and even three days. And after the training, rookie training camp or whatever it was, he still couldn't quite believe that it was there. And, um, you know, calling his dad from the through the <laughs> going through the facility, saying, "Is this for real? Am I actually here?" Um, so I, I like that. It seems like a team guy, and and that's that's what we like. So, yeah, exactly the same. Do
3: you, Do you know why I think we were caught out, Naji? Because, no. like like you said, I mean, the pair of us looked at each other and said, "I can't believe he's still on the board." Yeah, I yeah. think I think the reason we were caught out is because we'd spent pretty much all of the second round, most of the. First half of oh the second half of the first round thinking why is nobody taking Nickobe Dean?
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's I mean, going on with Nickobe Dean? Yeah. yeah,
3: that's exactly what we we're talking about all the way yeah, through yeah. the second second round into the third before he got taken.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and and we saw I think uh, we saw a couple of the names we wanted going a bit earlier as well, and we we're like, okay, well, this is I'm really not quite sure who we're gonna get, and then yeah maybe we're going to get no kobe dean um but yeah yeah it was a bit uh, obviously we've so engrossed into the experience and having everybody around and all that so we kind of it's really hard to follow as well because there isn't a list of who's been picked um you know like they do on the tv where they keep cycling through it, <laughs> it keeps yeah. you fresh of who's gone and who's not and then people tell you, "Oh, I can see." You know, when you're in the field, so nobody tells you anything. You just, um, yeah. So that's probably why as well. But yeah, I'm I'm excited for him. Um, obviously.
1: So uh, another player we drafted, defensive back to Castro Fields, seem to have caught your eye, gentlemen.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, didn't know much about him, although I, I'm pretty sure I watched Ohio State Penn, Ohio State Penn State game um, last year. Um, but obviously, it's one of them. Penn State doesn't play with name on their jerseys, so it's really hard to to get a feel for who's good. But I've just rewatched, you know, Ohio State offense versus uh, Penn State defense, which is like a 20 minute video. Um, and um, this is this is my pick this year. Um, that was, that's the guy I'm gonna be watching the closest. He generally looks like he could have gone in the first round sometime. Um, I think that this the ceiling is sky high on this guy uh i love the physicality like most of his highlight videos are tackled in the battlefield it just doesn't get blocked um and he bursts you know screens and outside runs right there um he seems to have the smarts as well uh, he's play. you know he can play press can play um zone um yeah, really excited about him. The only concern I have is the played boundary side uh, at college. So, for people that don't know, <laughs> has- hashes on the uh, on the college field are much wider than in NFL. So um, when you start on one hash um, in college, uh, one side of the field is really short compared to the other. So it's obviously a lot easier to defend that side. Uh, that doesn't happen in NFL. The hashes are really close to each other. Um, so the field is pretty much 50-50 almost always. Um, so it's obviously a lot harder to defend. So I'm a bit concerned on that, that he hasn't really um, defended wide space, which is obviously harder for a corner. But apart from that, yeah, uh, but yeah I'm excited for him.
1: Castro Fields, let's, anyone else?
3: Yeah, yeah,
0: th- yeah sorry, like,
1: yeah,
3: so so all I was going to say is um a lot of the people that uh, I read, um a lot of the the analysts, the beat writers, they they all are the third round great on um, Castro fields. So to get him in the sixth round is absolutely excellent. Um, I've done exactly the same thing as Najee. I've gone and had a look at him on YouTube, and he does look excellent. Um, when when you look at him you are quite surprised that he did fall to the sixth round. So it does kind of give you a little bit of concern. Why did he fall to the sixth round? It's a little bit like N'Kobe Dean. Yeah. N'Kobe yeah. Dean went 88th and we were expecting him going in uh, the late teens, early 20s. So you suddenly find out, well, actually, there's a lot of teams didn't like his, uh, his medical that he came through. Yeah. He had a lot of issues. Is this going to be the same with uh, Castro Fields? We don't know, but you have to wonder why he has fallen from, and it was the start of the third round where a lot of people were having him uh, yep. taken at to all the way to the sixth round. So you've got to be a little bit concerned, but yep. let's wait and see, yeah?
0: Yeah, I mean, sixth round, who cares, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Take a punt.
1: So, yeah, go on, Paul.
0: I was I was just going to say, Gareth, I mean,
2: Carl Shanahan doesn't care where he takes the players and sure. like Nadji said, in two years' time, we're not going to look back and think, where did you take him? I was just going to echo Lee's sentiments there, Gareth. I'd urge anyone listening, go and watch on YouTube. Get hyped up for these players. I mean, you were talking about Drake Jackson. He fell, Gareth, because there was concerns about his weight. But if you go back and watch his freshman tape, it was awesome. And basically, I suppose the first world problems, Nadji, you and Lee were sat in the auditorium, the theatre. You couldn't see it. We were just the same at home, and I mean, look at Bill Belichick. He took that lad in the first round. That yep. Most people were thinking we're going to take him the far. I mean, the Rams came up and said, "Why were we watching him pick whenever we had?" When Bill Belichick doesn't matter where they take him, Gareth, but yep. they've all got potential. The great thing heading into this draft, we didn't have a particular need. And Natty said it earlier on about the running back. Kyle Shanahan had his board. He's looked at the players he wants. And we're just excited. I'm just looking forward to... I mean, rookie minicamp has been great. My boy Danny Gray stood out from all accounts. And we signed about 15 undrafted free agents, which I know we haven't got time to go through all of them. So it just shows you... I mean, we went into the draft, Gareth, thinking we wouldn't take nine picks. We would move around the board. We took all nine, plus another 15 undrafted free agents, which me, Lee and Nadji all said at the start before we recorded, there's two that stand out. So just been a great draft for me personally.
1: So, as you as you said, the draft was rounded out really by two offensive linemen, Spencer Burford and Nick Sakelge, who was thankfully the only unusual surname I think that we (laughs) draft. I think we're all quite pleased about that. Uh, uh, Defensive lineman Carlia Davis and Mister Irrelevant himself, QB Brock Purdy. Any of these guys catch your eye? I think it's too early to speak about certainly the guys, but. I
0: quite like the the two O line we took, very athletic. Um, same again, I think. Um, it just shows maybe a, a shift in in what we're gonna do. Uh, Burf- Burford looks like uh, it could potentially be a starter. Um, obviously, we'll, we'll see with time. It's you know one three four and one eighty seven. It's quite low down the draft, so expectations are low. But um, yeah. Well, we'll see. Um, and I think I think Brock Purdy. I've, I've watched quite a few games of his actually, um, playing in the Big Ten. Uh, I was Um For more, I can remember is it he, was good. You know, it, it wasn't the best and not the worst either. I think he was fairly consistent. So, um, you know, if we just found ourselves a, a you know backup QB for the future, that's going to cost us pretty much nothing. Um, I'm, I'm all for it. I think um,
2: Nick Ludlam was very excited we drafted Brock Purdy because his good friend Ash, who is Nick's QB, is a massive fan of his. So he's trying to get him to become a nice. 49ers fan. So similar to Lee looking for Warmax jersey, I think Nick Ludlam was looking for a, a jersey for Brock Purdy. But like you've That'd said, be Darby, easier.
3: it's yeah, <laughs> probably be easier. Yeah. should be easier. I was happy with that pick, Brock Purdy. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think That's he's a player. yeah. I, I think he's a good quarterback. Um, he has his limitations, but he's got he's, he's yeah. got a decent arm on him. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm sure w- once we do eventually uh, jettison Jimmy, um, we may even keep a third quarterback on the roster this year. I think I think
0: he'll be around at the very least on the practice squad. Um
3: yeah. yeah, for for sure.
0: It's not like Kyle to have just two, and then I think there'll definitely be three uh, lurking about. He might even challenge, you know, so felt for the
1: for the backup role also. As uh, as Paul mentioned, uh, we didn't do any moving up and down the late rounds of the board, which has been a, a bit of a trademark for uh, John Lynch's drafts. Uh, you find this surprising? Very surprising. <laughs> yeah, very surprising. Yeah, yeah
3: Indeed, we were yeah. gobsmacked. smart.
1: Yeah, yeah, there at- a, a change in in philosophy of letting the players come to them.
3: Uh, I, I don't think so. I think it's more a reflection of what uh, strength we already have on the roster. The yeah. fact that want, they want to try and get younger and cheaper, so obviously taking taking all nine picks and then a further fourteen undrafted <laughs> free agents speaks volumes. Because Good. to be honest, there, there's still that not there's still not that many spots open on the roster. Because mm. you can go through and you can try and pick who who's going to be a lock, and we may be talking about eight or nine max. So, if some of these guys come through and they're outstanding, then that's a hell of a bonus. If not, then we just like padded dog training camp and that's it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, either nobody wanted to trade with us, um, because that's also possible. Maybe we tried and just couldn't get it done. Um, I know the you know, the trade values around this draft weren't particularly high. Yeah, very Uh, cheap. Very cheap this year, I think the Vikings you know kind of fleeced everybody with that first try come in, come out the first round um they basically just put up you know such a low price on tra- on trades that I, that this year that maybe we weren't comfortable trading up or down um but yeah no uh, you know as as Lee just said, you're getting younger and cheaper, and you just basically just try and hit homeruns, that's that's what you do. Like, we're ahead. We've got nothing to lose. The roster is stuck for a few years. Um, just take a punt and see what happens on, on some of these guys. And the more you take, the more chance you, you'll find the one that will stick around and be a perennial pro. You know, I was very pleased that we picked West up. I think all of us said
2: Gareth, uh, we had him as like around three or four. Mm-hmm. And Jason Paul, the footage that I've seen on him, he looks great. He looks like a, such a Kyle Shanahan player. Um, and like you said, Lee, trading Camp's going to be great. They've got the bodies. It, it's just let's go, let's see who can make the roster. And what is it, Naji? Iron sharpens iron. And obviously, you've That's been right. around the game and you've played the game. And I'm just looking forward to seeing it, Gareth.
1: Absolutely. So do you think a bit early? I know, but do you think the uh, roster has got better or worse over the off season so far?
0: Definitely better. Um, I'm not sure. The- that would be just the rookies. I think we've, you know, signed a couple of p- people, and you know, <laughs> seem to be forgetting we signed Chavarias, World and that kind of stuff. So, um, I think I think we're looking good. I agree.
2: Good.
3: Yeah, I, I would agree with that. But obviously, Leighton Tomlinson is a huge miss. Yeah. Um, we haven't replaced like for like there, but overall, that the quality in depth has improved. I believe.
0: It's just, it's really hard to replace like-for-like like without paying for it, um, which, exactly. which we can't do. So, um, uh,
3: And I, to I'd, be honest, I, I mean, last year everybody said cornerback was our um, our, our weakest area on the team. And mm. I, I keep on saying this, I think that was based off the first six games, not the end of the season. At the sure. end of the season, we were playing a lot better. Now you look at the players that we've brought in, some of the players that we brought back, and who are going to be fit, hopefully, fingers crossed for Jason Verrett. I hope he has another season where he's fit. Suddenly, you look at our cornerbacks and think, "Wow, you know what? That's quite a group you've got there. Mm. That's a talented group of cornerbacks you've got." So, hopefully, with the addition of Drake, so we've uh, Drake Jackson, so we've got a, a, another true edge opposite Nick Bosa. Hopefully, that's going to benefit the cornerbacks as well, and they're going to step up and they're going to get quite a few interceptions this coming season.
2: You're right, Lee. You've, you've hit the nail on the head there. Look, at we had to pull Josh Norman off the retirement sofa this last year. And Varette. I mean, he's costing nothing against the salary cap. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys saw, um, I know he's not a 49er, but Terry Cohen doing his workout. Looks like he's popped mm-hmm. his Achilles yesterday. And it just goes to show you that injuries can happen at any time. We're starting to get the rookie mini camps, obviously training camps around the corner. Injuries are going to happen, and I think we're in a good position, Gareth, with the bodies that we've got. Yeah,
1: Yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Any uh, final thoughts on the uh, draft as a whole?
0: (laughs) We'll see in three years. We can we can decide whether it was good or not.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I'll agree with that one. It it feels good at the moment, but let's see them play. Yeah,
2: now that I think, sorry, on May May the twentieth. May the 19th, May the 20th, whatever date it is. It looks good at the moment, Gareth, but yeah, it's a bit too early to say, isn't it?
1: Yeah, we but I think, we... over, over, overall, I think we pre-draft, we were probably saying, yes, we could do with the pass rusher, and yes, it would probably be good to have another receiver, and yes, yeah. there some help for the O-line and, and, and the secondary. So we've hit all of that, and yeah, the problems with running back, back, we've drafted another one. So I think, as a whole, the group of players that we've got seem to address where we needed um, at least some depth if not yeah. a new starter so I'm, I'm overall pleased with the uh, uh, with the selection certainly and yeah excited looking forward to seeing what they can do
2: I've yeah. got um, a public service announcement Gareth before you finish up yeah, so go for- Lee kindly dropped off a batch of the 75th rally towels so for anyone who's attended the Bristol meetup, possibly the Newcastle meetup, if you drop me a DM I've managed to get the postage and the packaging for £2 and I sent the first batch yesterday and people in the group have received them today. So I'm just trying to, well, I was trying to ease the workload, Gareth, and then Lee went and advertised the flag. And was it, you were hoping for 10 people, Lee? To, well, to well, well a, I, wasn't hoping,
3: I wasn't hoping for 10 people. I just didn't think we'd get into double figures, to be honest. Because <laughs> we've done this type of thing before where people say, oh, yeah, I want one, I want one, I want one. Yeah. And as soon as I put a post up saying, right, who wants one? Give us the money and I'll get it sorted. Um, nobody nobody basically shouts up other than one or two people. So all of a sudden we've got 54 people <laughs> who <laughs> who all want a flag. So, <laughs> so luckily enough, all the packaging's turned up today. Because after after I made the post... And I saw it just explode. I thought, all right, I'd better order some packaging now. So I've ordered 100, um, 100 padded packages so I can right. send it all out in.
2: Well, I went to the post office yesterday, Gareth, and I think I, I dropped 20 off. And she said, what, what, what's in the packaging? And I was like, the best way I can describe it is a rally towel. She went, do you need a tea towel? She went, just tell me there's a bandana. That sounds cooler. And I, she said, how many more of these have you got? I said, I think we've got about 300. She went, don't <laughs> be bringing them here. I said, oh, it's all right. I said, my mate Lee's got about 50 flags that he's going to bring down. Yeah. She went, you better not be bringing them here. But no, I just, I think, Lee, the, the flags were so popular because obviously on the last pod, you and Nadji talked about, obviously, what you got in Vegas and your goodie bags. And obviously, you've all seen my post. You rocked up at Mindley on Sunday and it was much appreciated with the flag and the cap and to be fair tracy said to me the other day i thought lee wanted you to help him ease his workload what's this (laughs) post in the group because she's a member of the group i was like yeah he's got a few flags to send out now (laughs) i just wanted to get that in gareth before we finished off so if anyone drops me a dm and obviously i can send you my bank details and and get them out but the first lot definitely went out yesterday and some people have already received them so it's been good to see
1: yeah, be patient. So, I think um, if you've got that many orders to get through, uh, it's going to take yeah. quite your time. Yeah, for
2: sure. Well, time at the moment, Gareth is. I'm still recovering, so that's why I offered to help Lee kindly. So, um, and uh, I don't know if you've been on Twitter. I mean, I know Lee has been a bit more active, but we did a tweet yesterday, Gareth. Just basically, <laughs> Kev Pippin gave me the idea. Said basically, you know. Do you fancy tweeting this out, and you just asked about people's first jersey, background behind it. Tweeted it out, think of nothing of it. We've had 140,000 impressions on Twitter on that tweet, so uh, fair play to Kev for suggesting that. And anyone listening, if you've got any kind of ideas, we are a group, we are a community. I'm happy to tweet them out. Like I said in the last show, all you guys create the content, we're just here to kind of put it out there. And yeah, it's been quite a crazy. Last 28 days, hasn't it, Lee, on our uh, social media? We've it been, certainly uh, has, yeah. <laughs> getting, so we've hit the 4,000 followers, Gareth, which I know mm-hmm. you're very keen to update. So the journey is on to 5,000 now, but we're not doing it with following people to get people to follow back. We are here for 49ers fans, and we've got those 4,000 followers from content alone. And it's interesting to see, I think the pod has been quite well downloaded from Vegas. I've had a few people reach out to me on social media, enjoyed listening to uh, Lee and Nadji and the stories Or so, yeah it's been let's see how many we get for this one yeah.
1: wonderful hopefully <laughs> and of course they have to download it before they get to listen to it so yeah. <laughs> so lads should we uh, come back next week and talk a little bit about the schedule release um, mm-hmm. games we're eyeing up seeing if there's any juicy matchups and of course lots of red eye games for us to look forward to in the coming season Yep, five of them. <laughs> Any more public service announcements? Well, I think just before
2: you finish off, Gareth, a few people are sharing in the group what games they're heading over to. And obviously, Lee has done that vlog previously. And I think it's an idea to possibly touch upon a pod in the off-season about San Francisco for those of you who were fortunate to get over. So, again jump on the group. If you're listening on the podcast and you're not on the Facebook group, do join up on the group. Obviously, there's a lot of hints and tips and we all love to see people's stories and how they're getting over there and certain games. I think you put a poll in, didn't you, Gareth, about what game people are going to?
1: There is a a poll if you want to see if there's anyone you want to uh, um, meet at the game or avoid at the game. (laughs) <laughs> uh, here's a, a little uh, poll up on the Facebook page uh, there's a good spread so far um, it would be great, a challenge to the group to see if we can get one member of UK faithful to every single home game yeah, okay. I, yeah. was I was
2: just a- going to say Gareth, you're, you're thinking the same as me see, with yeah. the social media side as well anyone going to the games if they do want to send us a picture, if you're one of the people who've bought the flag, and you can send us a picture from Levi's, obviously we'll tweet out because that would be epic Gareth, if we could have A member every game, and then we could put a collage at the end of the season and say the fighting hands and Nick Clark. There you go. That's why you live in the UK. I mean, obviously, it would be epic. So that is a great challenge, Gareth.
1: Great stuff. So thanks to everyone who listens to the show. Don't forget to like and subscribe and do all of that sort of stuff. Uh, And you can find the Forty Nine of Faithful YouTube channel by searching for Forty Nine of Faithful on YouTube. There are some good travel tips on that from uh, from Lee in particular. Um, a few whirlwind tours of San Francisco from his GoPro. Um, they are they are worth a, a watch if you're planning a visit. But I think we will do another uh, Visit San Francisco show, I guess, perhaps over the summer. Try and update it. See if there's anyone yeah. with any questions. Yeah, that's good, uh, yeah. sounds good to me. See you at some point, maybe. That's it. impart some knowledge. So everyone stay safe and go Niners. Gone Anas Niners. Niners.
3: Go Niners. and he's one for Jasmine bang bang nana gang <laughs> hey nice one
0: the San Francisco 49 is deep in the heart like Joe Montana in the corner deep park cares and stiff four boy 99 don't get it twisted one it all with prime time John Teller Jerry Rice down the sideline in greatest greatness on the up all time glory Bill Belle check for all students of Bill Walsh
2: don't ever forget